Hey there, and welcome back to Tax Cell Insiders. We're a podcast for successful lean and deed investing. Thanks for coming back and checking us out here at Tax Cell Insiders. In case you are new, my name is Rachel Seidensticker, and I am the COO over at Tax Sale Resources, which is uh, pretty much powering this podcast. We've gathered investors and attorneys in the industry this season to share their wisdom and knowledge with you as fellow investors so that you may take away some valuable lessons through some worst case scenarios. We're talking the big ones, the bad ones. We're excited because Stephen Morrell is back with us and he's going to share some of the crazy happenings in his great state of Louisiana that he's seen through practicing law down there. No, this isn't quite Mardi Gras crazy level, But since the state has practiced a bid-down ownership style of bidding, there are some pretty unique circumstances that have occurred. So it's time to sit back and relax for another episode of Tax Cell Insiders with Stephen Morrell, who is the CEO of Juristeed, and of course, our very own CEO, Brian Seidensticker. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Taxel Insiders. I am your host, uh, Brian Seidensticker. I'm CEO and founder of uh, Taxel Resources. And today I have with me uh, also a CEO and founder of Juristeed, Stephen Morrell. Uh, Stephen, welcome. Hey, Brian. Thanks for having me back. It's good <laughs> to be back. Yes, yes. We've, I guess we've we've talked uh, a few times, and and I guess those that are new, Stephen's also a licensed attorney in Louisiana, um, and he helped basically rewrite the the statutes of Louisiana's uh, tax sale code uh, several years ago. Um, is ongoing in that capacity, and and overall is just an excellent resource of uh, things to do, things to not to do, um, not just in Louisiana but across the board, and. And so, and I, I guess that's kind of what brings us uh, back to the table here, Stephen. Is is the is the topic of the day is is worst case scenarios, and and I, I always like to hear, especially from attorneys, like some of these you know crazy scenarios that come up, and particularly the ones that that could have been avoided, right? If if certain things had been done. So, um, may I'll, I'll just kind of let you take it from there. What kind of crazy scenarios have you have you seen throughout your years in in uh, in Louisiana, and and um, you know what kind of things could have been done to to help investors avoid them from the very beginning? Well, for uh, for the topic of crazy things that happen in a, in a particular state, you picked a good one for Louisiana um, to be representing here. Uh, <laughs> we certainly have our fair share of craziness that goes on here. Um, you know, not the least of which is how we, you know, bid down ownership. And, um, you know, we have a holiday called Mardi Gras that's uh, just a regular Tuesday everywhere else. And, uh, you know, it's just craziness here, but it's fun. Um, as far as tax sales go, um, and, you know, we have a, a number of interesting things that happen in Louisiana. Um, we're a very old state. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's all, it's, it's, it's really, all of our land records are super old and we have, we're based on the civil law system that's from the European systems or the civil law. Um, and so things are a little different. And so knowing, knowing what differences uh, matter insofar as risk in a tax sale and, and trying to get a deed are really important to, to partner with somebody who's, who knows the law here. Um, an example of that is is something called we call forced airship in Louisiana, and there may be called different things in different states, but it's fairly unique in the civil law. Uh, what that is essentially is that 
if somebody is uh, 23 years old or younger, time of death of a, of a parent, uh, they have a, a forced portion of the estate that has to go to them. Uh, whether that you can't you can't disinherit them if you want to, uh, and so uh, you know, I mean, obviously, anybody who's an heir, a legal heir of real estate, becomes an interested party, someone you have to care about, right? You need to track them down, know that they exist, know you notice them and everything. So, um, you know, this is something that is uh, it's fairly unique from from my understanding in the, in the other in the common law states, um, and uh, is doesn't necessarily. Um, always pop up on on the radar, and it can easily trip up an investor who's working with, um, you know, if you're not if you're not learned it in this in this state and those those laws, um, to include them as someone that needs to receive notice, just like any other interested party. Um, in, in this in a similar vein, there's there, there, of of like death and successions and and probate, et cetera. In that topic, um, you know, we have. We have different ways that that there's a like a guardian by, by default uh, of of the um, of the younger of the children when someone dies. Um, it can even be adult children um, until the adult parent remarries or dies themselves. If it's a single, if you know, a mother, father, one of them dies, um, there's a an automatically applied system uh, of that that brings the, the kids into uh, like a, like almost like an estate like a, a trust almost. Uh, and so, you know, those kind of things are, are really just knowing the law and knowing because the number one cause for risk really anywhere is going to be missing somebody that needed to be identified and, and, and notified. Right. And so yeah. there's some old laws that, that create some interesting, um, interested, interesting uh, people who, who matter in a Louisiana tax sale. Um, so, our old legal system that's based on civil law that would be that would be number one on my list of things <laughs> to look out for when when investing in Louisiana. But it's all stuff that you can learn and know. You just gotta just don't you know don't rush in and think you're gonna apply what you what you think you knew from other states and apply it here automatically and get away with it because it, you yeah. might miss something. Yeah, and, and I guess I want I kind of want to reiterate uh, or rehash a little bit of the Louisiana tax sale process and why this is is a thing there, right? Um, and and certainly feel free to correct me where I'm off here, Stephen. I'm going off of memory, and we did that that interview a while back. But um, so Louisiana today, right, is really two processes. I'll call it. There's the lien. I, I know they don't call it a lien, but I'm going to call it a lien process. And then there's the deed process, right? And then on the lien right. side, you know, currently you're still uh, bidding an ownership percentage down, right? And and really the only place that comes into play is if you're having to foreclose on that property, you're foreclosing on that percentage of the property. And that's really where this um, air issue comes into play is during that foreclosure process. So it really doesn't come into play on the lien side, but on that, on the foreclosure process or deed process in Louisiana, obviously there's a notification requirement in there, right? All um, I'll use the term all interested parties. And right. so uh, essentially what you're saying is, is because of the, the civil law process, which is different than most of the U.S. using the common law process, um, and this automatic airship, right? And it sounds like if somebody passes away and a a child, right, is 23 or less, they automatically have interest in that property, whether there's something documented or not, right? So I guess from the tax investor standpoint is some is being able to identify and notify those people, right? Because that comes into play, right? Otherwise, you end up getting a a deed and you haven't 
notified all the right people. Do, do I understand right. that? Correct. Okay. Yeah, no, you do. You do. And I mean, the main point, main takeaway here is, I mean, because we're not going to have time to, to go into all the nuances of Louisiana real estate law, but, right. but is that it's different, right? And that's the, that's, it's, it's, is the only state in the union that, that, that its laws are based on the civil law system. Um, and so while it's not crazily different, it's, there are some nuances that impact this investment and it's good to have someone who, who understands that law before you throw your hat in the ring uh, and hope for the best. Yeah. So I guess let's talk about some of the, the ways of, I'll say, mediating that or, or avoiding like those hairy situations, which, you know, being you've got a deed or you think you have a deed and then somebody comes out of the blue and says, wait a minute, I, I have interest in that property. I was never notified of any of this process. What are what are some of the ways that you know people investors can avoid that? I mean, you know, is it as obvious as just hiring a local attorney to do that? to do that foreclosure process or is there any other options? Well, there is a better option. It's more cost effective um, is actually doing a limited amount of that work during the redemption period. Um, so the in Louisiana, the redemption period is three years long uh, usually. Um, and uh, while that's fairly long, uh, it, there's, there's a comparably high redemption rate as a result. Um, if you're you know a lean player and that's really what your goal is, um, you know, you're more than likely going to get redeemed out. But um, there's a, a very unique notification uh, requirement in, built into Louisiana's laws. And this is, this is a, if you read the white paper that I wrote um, in uh, the, covered in, the, in the, our, some of our prior discussions, uh, it was a law change, a, a significant law change in Louisiana in 2009 that went, effect, went to effect in 2009. Uh, and the most important takeaway uh, from that that system change really was a a way to to really insulate the tax sales system from due process challenges and not to disparage people who were entitled to receive notice but to have a fair system a system that isn't constantly broken i mean it's when when you're having tax sales annulled set aside whatever you want to call it constantly that's broken that's not working right so um the the previous system it was selling the the deed at the tax sale the annual tax lien sale which is what now and, and so of course was triggering due process requirements which just really incredible for the tax collectors to accomplish that so we were they were here we were having all kind of problems with Louisiana tax sales what the change did the main the main takeaway there is that nobody that's entitled to be notified of a tax sale process whether it's the delinquent lien or, or down the road and it's for, you know, notice of foreclosure, um, can nobody who was entitled to receive that interest, which is a, a recorded interest holder, right? An owner um, or the heir of an owner or a mortgage holder, lien holder, et cetera, can have their rights terminated without being properly noticed ahead of time. And it, it's left more like non-specific. When they say like, like duly noticed, um, there's, that's defined, but it's very, still very broad. And the pinnacle case that, that came out in 2017 that really solidified what this means for the investment community is even if the tax collector doesn't do a great job before, you know, before or even immediately after the tax sale, which they have another notice requirement just afterwards, the investor can take it upon themselves to do their own noticing at, at any point in time and serve that that requirement, there's only a single requirement of that the individual who's entitled to be noticed gets noticed. It doesn't matter, and this is what was in the case law, it doesn't matter ultimately who sent the notice, 
It just matters that somebody sent the notice. The I mean, the notice being the correct information, right? The, with the content in the letter uh, prior to attempting to take their rights mm -hmm. away in the property. And so uh, the, the best, the, the, the most obvious examples of this is when you have multiple interested parties and you, and you, you properly notify, let's say you have four of them. You, you notify three out of the four. And under the old law, you had to throw out the whole case, right? Because one person was entitled to it and they didn't get it. Uh, and the new law, the you the three people who got properly noticed lose their interest and the fourth one doesn't. But mm -hmm. the case still moves forward on the three uh, against to, to terminate the rights of the three that got noticed. It's self-protecting. So there's no way if, that someone can possibly have their rights taken away without having been properly notified ahead of time. Um, and, and, and it can be done by anybody. So the, big, the biggest takeaway here for investors is that you don't have to lean on or rely on the government to, to try, hope, man, I hope they did their job. I hope well, this is a good county. This is a bad county. It's like, it might be good or bad, but ultimately if you have a system in place to, to identify and notice and prove your, your, your efforts to, to all the interested parties and the redemption period uh, is ideal because it actually cuts off the rights of challenges after the redemption period when you're ready to go to it to redeem a deed. Um, and so it, you know, what we did at Juristy was, was to, to build tools that investors and really anybody could use that were very simple, cost-effective, because it's always worried about cost, spending money before you get a deed, you know, worried about spending too much. And so we wanted to design something that was really accessible and uh, ubiquitous and cost-effective to utilize uh, for, for investors. Even the tax collectors can use it. Um, and to identify these interested parties, not just from a title perspective now, also, from dynamic, uh, updated, in real-time information, utilizing leveraging skip tracing and and credit bureau uh, information, so we know exactly who's the right person and where they are, and then a system of, of digitally sending them the required notification and tracking everything, and giving that to the investor in a portal. So you can, you know you've gotten the right notice out. You've checked the box on everybody. There's no challenges down the road. Um, it doesn't matter if the sheriff messed up earlier. You've just cured it. Right. And that and now and this is something you could also just now hand off to your attorney in the event that it doesn't redeem and to go to quiet title. And it's like the case on a silver platter. So um, I just want to reiterate that and make sure everybody caught that. So I'm an investor. Right. Um, I've got this property. I'm going through the foreclosure process or some point in the redemption period. Right. Um, right. I don't necessarily have to, to hire an attorney to do all of that. Right. It sounds like through Juristeed, I can order this report, it'll tell me all of those interested parties that I need to notice. And as long as I have a good handle on what that noticing needs to be, I have the list of people that need to be notified. Do I understand that right? That's right. This is like your, um, it's, it's, I mean, it's not legal services. It is a research firm. We are aggregating, you know, research data to satisfy legal requirements and it's state specific. So no matter where you go, this is not a Louisiana specific tool. We, we, you know, we started it here cause I'm here, but it's every state has at some point in time has, you, you know, we all live in the United States of America, right? No matter which state you are, just, there's no state that allows you to, to the property to be taken away from somebody without notice. Right? So no matter where you are, whether you're a lean state, a deed state and whichever state you got to identify these people that are entitled to notice. You gotta, you gotta find them, notify them and prove you did it. Right. No matter where you go. And, and I mean, obviously, depending upon what your, where your portfolio is in the, in the life cycle of the lean, might, you might have more of this than, or less of it, but somebody does. Right. Somebody has it. And so, you know, what we did is try to, to mirror the, the common denominator there 
are those three basic steps, right? And, you know, when you have to do it and how often, I mean, those are state specific rules. And what we're doing is cataloging each one of those so that when a customer comes and says, hey, we need to do blank in this state, it's a plug and play, right? And that's something we're building out right now. But for, for now, we're able to, to, you know, customize it and make sure that the, that the clients take, the customers taken care of which in whichever state they're in. Um, but at the end of the day, yeah, you're, we're giving you programmatically, we're giving you the, the, the digital output. We don't, we're not doing PDFs and emails. This is all data and this is all client portal. You can export it to, to Excel. Um, we're building out our API to, to integrate directly into other software, but you'll be able to pull that information directly into whatever vehicle you need it in and have, and be ready to go, you know, and obviously we have the mailing platform as well, which is just an, an add on service. You don't have to use it but it's super cool and it's, it eliminates paper, entirely eliminates paper, but proves every step of the way, everything you did to send that letter and the results of delivery and any returns as well. Awesome. All right. And I just want to make sure I'm going to cover this. Um, we may, we're going to have to schedule a couple more recordings, uh, Stephen, because I know there's a couple other topics we want to talk about, but this has been awesome. So I want to reiterate for everybody. So, you're a, a tax sale investor, right? Going to, I'm just using Louisiana as an example, but like you just mentioned, Stephen, you know, this happens everywhere, right? Is the noticing, right? I, I go and I buy this tax lien. I bid down my ownership in Louisiana. I wait the redemption period, most of it anyway. Um, and at some point, I need to start notifying these interested parties. I either, A, I can hire a local attorney, right? There's, you know, some significant fees to doing that. They may even recommend waiting until you know you're going to get the deed and then you can figure it out from there. Or there's a service through you, through Juristeed, where I can order a report, right? I think you've got different levels of reports. It will tell yep. me all of those interested parties. As long as I understand who, or, or, or say the, the format of that noticing, I can take that information, do the noticing, have the, the records I need to basically um, uh, perform the, what's required for due process and almost eliminates maybe not a hundred hundred percent right but pretty darn close eliminates right. uh, that risk which is down the road you've got this deed and somebody comes out of blue and says hey wait a minute i wasn't notified right which right. You know, happens rarely in normal real estate <laughs> not that rare in in uh, tax sale properties um right. and so this can help eliminate that entirely did i miss anything no, not at all. And, it, and everything is 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 record is digitized, and and that's given to the customers. It's their it's their research. And so, at, as you just mentioned, you know, you're an investor and you're managing this portfolio, and you get calls, right? Because you're putting all this stuff out there. And you're like, hey, uh, I received this letter. I want to, you know, I want to pay this off. Um, or someone more more, you know, commonly says, hey, I never got notified of this. I'm going to call my attorney. You know, and they're gonna be like, wait, hang on, let me pull, let me pull the. Actually, it shows right here you did get notified. Um, do you, do you want to sit down and let's talk about this? You know, um, and, and so it gives you that that kind of that a little bit more control over your portfolio too, without having to resort to, to the more expensive legal services uh, and shaking out redemptions. Um, you know, the, the, we're calling it our smart mail, which is pushing a, a a better quality mailing list out there for. Could just be first class mail, right? It could just be, hey, just shake shake the trees for of redemptions one last time before we send it to legal because it's worthwhile. It's a low cost thing and it's worthwhile doing that. So we don't, you know, end up having to pay it, or, or maybe even take back REO that we don't want, right? So um, these are all various use cases. It's and it's meant to be it's flexible and generic so that really you can make it into whatever you want. Um, and so 
Yeah, I mean, the main point here is that Louisiana is unique in our laws, and, and as a result of those uniqueness, it 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 creates some some problems, um, and systems like this help mitigate those problems. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Um, I'm gonna pause on on other topics, and we're gonna have part two, maybe a part three. We'll see how awesome those other ones are. But uh, Stephen, I want to thank you again for joining us today. Um, for everyone watching, you'll see Stephen again in the near future. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. And I look forward to coming back. Steven definitely opened our eyes to some ownership nuances that all investors should keep in mind, especially when it's time to notice, which is pretty much in every state. Big thank you to Steven for his wealth of knowledge. We love having you. We have just a few episodes to go in this season, so keep checking back every second and fourth Wednesday. Thanks for joining us. And hey, happy holidays. I'm Rachel Seidensticker signing out. Happy investing.